0: to show love daily i'm your host khadija i have a special guest with me today maya chung welcome maya hi hi can you please share a little bit about yourself
1: um so i am a 30 year old journalist living in new york super passionate about mental health i'm also a gemini so shout out to all the gemini's out there
0: <laughs> i'm a gemini too oh i god! also in my 30s so we have that in common and clearly super passionate about mental health yeah To set the tone for the episode, I usually like to share an affirmation. Do you have an affirmation to share with us today, Maya?
1: Yeah, so the one I picked is probably really simple, but it's just I am worthy. Um, Yeah,
0: so just meditating on that lately. I like that. I received that. Um, That's definitely going to be the theme for the rest of my life.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I feel that.
0: I would love to do a check-in with you and see how you're doing today, this week, this month, this year, during the pandemic. Whatever you want to share, I'm just, like, genuinely wondering how you're doing.
1: Um, I'm pretty okay. I was going to say pretty good, but I'm like, mm. <laughs> good is not the description that I would use to describe uh, this year. Um, but I think overall, all things considered... I'm fine. It's just, it's been a little bit of a struggle being isolated. Um, yeah, I'm a very like outgoing person. Um, and I like thrive off of, you know, being in places with a lot of people. Um, so this has really taught me, yeah, like how to sit with myself and just chill out. So positives and negatives,
0: but overall, I'm okay. So how are you handi- handling that, like, not being around folks? Like, do you do a lot of, like, FaceTime, texting, phone calls? What well, helps? In, in the
1: beginning of the pandemic, I did do a lot of FaceTimes. Like, every day I was FaceTiming multiple members of my family. Uh, but I think as I've adjusted, I'm I'm literally just learning, like, to find peace in being with myself and, like, going for walks by myself, going in the gym by myself. Um, So I don't think that I appreciated alone time as much before the pandemic. And now I'm like, wow, I was clearly missing out on just chilling, chilling like with me.
0: (laughs) I feel you. I feel like I'm kind of the opposite, like because I'm an introvert. So me being at home all the time now, has kind of been like a dream, like, oh, we're working from home. Great. Looking forward to it. Um, but I think I'm starting to get to a place where I am getting a little bit antsy, like and getting cabin fever and yeah, like stir crazy. Like, yeah. I'm tired of this.
1: Yeah, this working from home thing is like not for me. I I mean, I don't want to be going even when the pandemic ends. I don't really want to go back to the office five days a week. Um mm-hmm. Like, I think, like, my job, for example, has implemented me- half mental health half days. Oh, I which love I, that. Yeah, is that like, every day? No, no. Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Once a week. Um, That's awesome. That, yeah, it's been essential for me. Like, that midweek, I do mine on hump day Wednesday, and that midweek, like, break is a huge help for me. Um, but,
0: yeah, I think, like, those are some of the practices that we can keep.
1: Um, yeah.
0: For sure, that's so necessary. That's funny because my job, they did something similar, but they didn't call it that. um, Where like you could have like Wednesdays after afternoons off, or during the winter, some folks get uh, Fridays afternoon, Friday afternoons off, or whatever. But um, I think that it just means more calling it like a mental health half day, though.
1: Yeah. So that people
0: could be like more, and maybe it'll encourage folks to be more intentional about checking in with themselves.
1: Exactly. And even when we go back, I think that, um, they're going to kind of allow us to go back to our, like with our own needs in mind. So like, Mm -hmm. you know, if somebody wants to go back for three days immediately, you know, or two days, I think like, it's important to like cater to people because we're all responding to this like very differently. And the, it's just unrealistic to expect, you know, people to be like, okay, pandemic's over. What, what, You know, we don't know when that's going to be, but time to go back to work. Like, you know, people have to adjust in transition. And there's like, you know, anxiety. Like I live in New York. Having to get back on the subway for a lot of people is a very scary thing. Like, Mm -hmm. so I think that corporations just need to be mindful that like, yeah, we're not just going to jump back into this.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm glad you're doing pretty good overall, despite everything we've been faced with this year.
1: I'm, I'm pretty good. Zoom
0: fatigue is real though. Oh. <laughs>
1: also adding that. But yeah, overall, I'm good.
0: I feel you on that. So, going into our chat for today, we're going to talk about self compassion. And I will start off by sharing what self compassion is. Compassion is the ability to show empathy, love, and concern to people who are in difficulty. And self-compassion is simply the ability to direct these same emotions within and accept oneself, particularly in the face of failure.
1: Hmm. That's a good definition. Uh, is my that, definition. Is that what you see it as, or not? <laughs> um, yeah, I think my definition is probably a lot more simple. I just uh, think it's the ability to care for yourself emotionally,
0: whether that's when you're up or down. So, yeah, that is beautiful. Why? Why is self-compassion important to you?
1: Um, I think like my top reason is just everything in your life. Uh, in my opinion, flows from your ability to be compassionate with yourself. Um, I think many of us walk around with uh, very critical inner voices. And I think that that voice literally flows into every area of our life. Um, And so I think it's important to be like checking that voice and checking what that voice is saying to you. So that it's not like having such a deep influence on your actions and decisions, if that makes sense.
0: That makes a lot of sense. I actually struggle with self-compassion, so I'm happy to be chatting with you today. Um, so at what point in your life did you realize self-compassion was needed and it was going to be important?
1: So I was actually uh, in my adulthood. So like five years, maybe it was four years ago, four years ago, I started, um, going into therapy. Um, I was just like, not in a good place in my life. Um, and was like, okay, I had been to therapy before, but, um, not consistently and not like as much as I felt like, okay, I need to really dive into this. Uh, if I want to see my life like turn around, um, because I was doing everything I think right you know, quote unquote, going to school and like being successful in that realm. But emotionally, I felt like I was just in two vastly different places. Um, So I started going to therapy. And when I would be talking to my therapist and saying things about myself and about my life, I realized just how critical my inner voice was. Um, And it was really my therapist who helped me begin to like, look at things differently. Like the level of compassion that she was showing me for my mistakes. I was like, wait, like, why am I not showing myself uh, this same compassion? Like if I would do something that I'm like, okay, I want to stop doing this thing. So I'm going to stop doing it. (laughs) Like, but that's just like unrealistic a lot of the time. Um, and so when I would come back into her office, like full of shame, like, yeah, I did this thing again. She'd be like, you know, it's okay. And that really started changing my outlook. Like, oh wait, like, I guess it is okay. (laughs) Yeah.
0: What are some of your self-compassion practices or ways that you show yourself compassion?
1: Um, Let me think. I have a a lot of different ways that I show myself compassion, but I really think that the first thing to note is like changing your thought patterns, like being able to catch yourself when you're thinking something negative and turn that negative into a place where you can show yourself compassion. So, like, a random.
0: Is it that simple for you? Like, when you're saying that, like, being able to catch yourself do you find that you're able to catch yourself? Yes.
1: Yes. So it sounds simple, (laughs) but it really is practice. Like it's like Mm -hmm. thinking about how your brain operates. And if you're, you know, prone to constantly negative thinking for me, being able to catch those thoughts in the moment and be like, Oh wait, like this is a negative thought and let me turn it. And like, actually I don't have to beat myself up about this has been life changing for me. Um, I don't know if it's that simple for everybody, but for me, it was the awareness. I wasn't aware before going to therapy of how Mm -hmm. much I was doing it, but once I saw somebody pointing it out, I was able to start realizing and catching it myself. Um, So now it's that simple for me through a lot of practice, but in the beginning, no, it wasn't. It was a long journey.
0: Where do you think someone should start when trying to show themselves um, some self-compassion?
1: Um, I think like similarly to what I was saying is just really thinking about the thoughts that you're thinking on a daily basis. Like if you are like procrastinating our, um, like, as humans, we can be prone to be to making assumptions about ourselves, like, oh, I keep procrastinating, therefore I'm lazy. Like, it becomes, like, a judgment of our character instead of a judgment of, like, what's actually happening. Like, so I think a practice in self-compassion in that scenario would be, okay, why am I procrastinating? Like, what is the root of my procrastination? Not, like, I'm procrastinating, therefore I suck. Like, it's being able to, like, really think about what's causing those thoughts. Mm-hmm. For me. Yeah.
0: Do you always show yourself compassion or do you find that it's in specific moments?
1: Um, I mean, I think, uh, self-compassion is like a daily, definitely a daily practice and something that you can always grow in. I do find that I'm showing myself it a lot more often because, um, Of the self of the impact that it's had on my self-esteem, like like in the beginning, it felt super robotic to be taking this negative thought and just changing it into a positive one and being like trying to cancel out those thoughts. But after I did that for a while, I really started to um, internalize it. And it changed the way that I looked at myself. So now when I'm like showing myself compassion, it feels natural because I understand like going back to the validation uh, that I'm worthy. Whereas before, in the beginning of doing that, I didn't believe that.
0: What do you do during the moments where you struggle to show yourself compassion?
1: Um. Trying to show myself more compassion—I know what that sounds like—but um, literally, that's what I do. Like if I feel like I'm struggling, I I give myself grace. Um, I think m- for me, it's all about just being sensitive with myself. Like I uh, grew up in an environment where I didn't understand what it was like to be on the receiving end of em- empathy. So for me. Empathy is not, I could show a lot of empathy towards others, but no empathy towards myself. Um, so that is my sole focus all the time now, just because it is, it was so not innate for me. Like it's something I had to learn. Um, So in my moments now, I'm just like, you know, I'm having a hard moment right now, like, and that's okay. Whether I, like, let myself get some rest or, like, I want to cry for three hours or, you know, I want to sit in bed all day and not get up. Like, that's okay. Whereas a year ago or two years ago, I might have been like, no, like, you need to get up. You're being ridiculous. Like, you got stuff to do. (laughs) Like, just being patient and calm with myself is how I, like, um. Look at it now
0: Do you feel like it's something that people could ever Like overdo showing themselves Compassion Like let's say they're like procrastinating And then you Mm -hmm. choose to show yourself Self-compassion Do you think it's something people could like easily Overdo it
1: Mm -hmm. See for me I don't I don't see that happening For myself just because of My background Mm -hmm. Um, And because it's Been a long journey to get here I think, dang, that's a hard question to answer because people are coming from totally different spaces and backgrounds. Um, So I'm not sure. I don't know if I have an answer to that because I don't want to like, you just don't know, you know.
0: Right. When you said that, like growing up, you weren't on the receiving end of empathy. Can Mm -hmm. I ask you about that? Yeah, I mean, mean,
1: um like as a kid I just wasn't told that it was okay to make mistakes um like I was criticized for very small things or like very normal reactions to things if I'm feeling upset like the reactions to me feeling upset for something totally valid would be like met with criticism um right so you know they say that you're the way that your caregivers spoke to you growing up is becomes your inner voice. So, all right. I'm like internalizing all these critical voices and it became my voice. Um, So I had to like slowly undo that, which has been a, has been a process, but like, I definitely know it's possible.
0: Have you been able to like rewire those relationships at all? Like now that you've improved that within yourself,
1: I think it's hard. Um, I think our primary caregivers are like the people who can trigger us the most. Like, even if you do a ton of self-work and you're like totally in a new place, one day they could just say that one thing that's like, oh, you're about to get me out of my character again. (laughs) uh, So (laughs) it can definitely be tough. Um, And even now I have to check myself and be like, okay. Okay. But now I've learned just to like not engage, you mm-hmm. know, like actually I'm going to, this conversation is leading to somewhere that's going to trigger me. I'm just going to keep it trucking. It, it's not for me today. <laughs> Whereas in the past I'd have been like, oh, I'm about to let them know what I have to say. <laughs> yeah.
0: I feel you. So now that you've kind of like mastered self-compassion on your mental health journey, what do you feel is next for you? or something else that you need to kind of examine or explore?
1: Uh, Sorry, I also, before we go to that question, Mm -hmm. I also wanted to say something, a quote, uh, that literally changed my whole view on shame. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think is a huge part of self compassion. Um, when we're when we shame ourselves, it's very hard to have compassion for ourselves. I'm
0: glad you said that. Yeah. So there
1: was um, a quote from Bre- Brene Brown that like totally I revolutionized my life. Yes, she's amazing. Um, and it was the difference between guilt and shame. Um, and she said, like, guilt uh, says like I made a mistake and that's it, but shame says I made a mistake and therefore I'm a bad person. And so I noticed before I was practicing self-compassion that a lot of my thoughts would just go straight there. Like, dang, this the uh, this person didn't speak to me today. They must hate me. Or like... <laughs> I, I do that
0: all the time.
1: Yeah, it's like the extreme of actually like it's not even all that maybe they just were having a bad day themselves. Um, right,
0: it's like te- telling <laughs> myself the worst story possible. Yeah, I can e- think of.
1: Exactly. Or like I made a mistake. I'm freaking horrible. I'm never going to recover from this. Like <laughs> it's like this catastrophic thinking that is just like overall not healthy for you, you know. It's hard to get out of it. It takes a lot of practice and a lot of like hard work, but um yeah, it's important to just know that when we make mistakes or we do things that we might not like, that it's not a reflection of our character, it's just a reflection of the fact that we're human.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: But sorry.
0: Oh, <laughs> Go back to. Totally yeah. fine. Thank you for that. That was super important. What's what's next for you?
1: So, something I've really I think been realizing about myself lately is so I think I've always been super focused on growth. I think a lot of um, people uh, who have uh, trauma backgrounds become – some of some of them become really, like, gung-ho about healing and change and growth and what can I do to change myself because I need to do it, <laughs> like, you know. Hence, hence <laughs> this
0: podcast and this yeah. conversation, I am yeah. very much that person.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So – I realized in the past year that sometimes that is a trauma response. Um, And I didn't realize that. Yeah. I didn't realize that. I'm just like, Oh yeah, I'm going to like fix and change myself and it's going to be great. Um, But within the last year, I'm like, wait, but what does it look like to just like rest in where I'm at? Like, why do I always have to be changing myself? Yes. We all love growth. We all love change. It's wonderful. But like, part of growth and change is just self-acceptance. Like, let me just sit with myself and not be so worried about growing all the time and trusting that because I am who I am already, that that's what I do. I'm always growing. Like, I don't have to like work until I die, you know, in in terms of growth. We don't have to do that to ourselves.
0: Exactly. And it's definitely like, self-improvement and all of that is definitely, like, a task and takes effort. Um, So I found myself doing that recently. Mm -hmm. Like, I probably took, like, a two-month break from therapy just because it's just, like, it's exhausting always trying to, like, fix yourself or be the bigger person or be better. And it's just, like, actually, I've already done a lot of fixing. So why don't I, you know, give myself some praise for that and just take a beat and relax because... Yikes. Because, yeah, because
1: rest is growth, you know, like that's the self compassion, you know, that's self care. And it, yeah, like you said, I'm glad you're doing that because it definitely doesn't have to be that all the time. That has yeah. been like life changing for me to realize. And t-
0: Taking time to kind of reflect on how far you you've come instead of just being in the thick of it all the time.
1: Yeah, it's true. So true. And then you're always like analyzing yourself, you know, like, oh what can I do? And I'm just like, I don't always, my brain is going 24 seven because I'm always thinking of the next thing. And sometimes I'm just like, I need to be in the present.
0: Exactly. Like at what point are you doing enough or will you have done enough? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. How would you say self-compassion has changed your life?
1: Um, It's totally changed my life. It's, changed how I see myself it's changed how I feel about myself what I think I'm worth Um, like yeah I grew up totally thinking that I was not worthy of love it spilled out into all of my actions and my decisions Um, you know I made a lot of mistakes because I was looking for love in the wrong places Um, and so self-compassion and you know, increasing my self-esteem have sort of gone, like, hand-in-hand hand for me. You know, showing my self-compassion has been able to increase my self-esteem, but increasing my self-esteem has also, like, increased my capacity to show myself compassion So they, like, work together in that way. Um, yeah, and it's just allowed me to really value myself and, like, not be such, like, a taskmaster <laughs> with myself. You know, like, uh, we talked about, like, trauma responses, and that can be, like, perfectionism and needing to always have it be right and perfect. Um, Like even coming onto this podcast, I was like, Oh my God, like, let me make sure I'm saying it right. Like I have a huge fear of um, public speaking. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I realized that that just goes back to like the need to be perfect. And, And I'm like, through showing myself compassion and realizing I'm human, I'm just a regular person. I can, you know, I can live my life from a place of like confidence and, grace.
0: And knowing that you're worthy and you're yeah. a- enough just as you are.
1: Yeah. Just like I'm innately worthy. I don't have to do anything to prove my worth.
0: Yeah. Right, right. On to show love daily. What is something that you could do today to show yourself some love and then also to show, show others love? Or you could share a story about a time that someone showed love to you when you really needed when you really needed it and how that um, how that changed your life
1: um, well I think it's super important uh, during COVID-19 uh, the pandemic to be showing yourself uh, love um, so I think for everybody that looks different for me I'm just going to chill out today I work seven days a week so mm-hmm. I'm just going to sit in my bed and watch Netflix <laughs> And eat some snacks and that is my self-love and self-compassion for today um yeah and I've just like been trying to show love to others you know just checking in and uh when I can and uh, making sure everybody that I love is in an okay place because it's definitely super tough right now
0: I love that. Thank you. So in closing, this is your moment to sort of plug you, let folks know where they can find you, and to just share anything that you'd like to share, something you might have coming up or anything you have going on right now.
1: Um, Well, you can visit my website if you like to read. Uh, If you like to read news articles, um, it's Maya in Chung, C H U N G dot com. I also have a mental health Instagram that I post encouraging quotes on, and that is M dot Nayani, N Y A N I. But yeah, just
0: follow me. (laughs) I love it. I actually Mm -hmm. just followed your page the other day. Oh, thank you. So you you all should give her a follow. Thank you so much for taking time to share this space with me. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it.